boop. All right, and we're on. It is August 15th, 2022 in the year of our Lord. It's a beautiful Monday, and uh, I have the pleasure of being here in Greenwich, right? Oh, no, it's Greenwich. Greenwich. I'm sorry, they I'm not... They kick you out of town. We're going to have to... St- no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a disgusting British person right now to these people. Uh, yeah, and I'm with the new proprietors of one of my favorite bookstores in the region, Owl Pen Books, Sydney and Eric. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much, guys, for in, in, uh, you know agreeing to interview a relatively small podcast about, uh, I guess, the importance of bookstores and, uh, like, just, I don't know, very excited to see you guys come in and take on, arguably, uh, one of, to put it bluntly, a, a pretty dicey business model. <laughs> so, I guess... Wait, my, wait, wait. Huh? What, how so? Oh, you did the print media. It's like really struggling <laughs> in all its forms. Someone told us, you know, we were interested in in, in crypto, Bitcoin, <laughs> and stuff, and they said no, no. Yeah, used books. Used books. I mean, long term store value. It's gonna be like a Logan Paul NFT or whatever <laughs> at any point. <laughs> yeah. I, unless you guys are deep into like board apes or something, or like you know, Litecoin. I don't. I don't want to like crap all over your investments. I don't know what foreign language you're speaking right now, but. Oh no. <laughs> we're both staring at you like you have a few heads. Like, like there's definitely. I just. You guys were from LA. I just figured. You know. Yeah. No. Some That's why we got out of there. I got you. Because some influencer took you for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess. Sorry. I guess my first question really is uh let me just sort of state first like i've been coming to this store for i'm 34 i grew up in saratoga i've been coming here for over 10 years uh i i was pretty friendly with Edie brown and uh i never met her husband who unfortunately passed i think two years ago hank Mm -hmm. um but this is sort of an institution and uh it's been here since 1945 Mm. 1960 1960. when Barbara started the bookstore. She bought the property in 1945. Okay. But for 15 years, she raised chickens and sheep. Right. So it took a little while to get going with the books here. And that is an important thing because, right, this is a converted chicken coop slash, like, were the sheep in here? Uh, This was the chicken coop, this main building that we're in, yeah. Yeah. she built this building off of the original barn, which right. is where we keep our inventory. Um, the sheep, the she- yes, the sheep were down. It's a bank barn, so it goes down the hill. The bottom right. was open, so the sheep were down there. Um, but yeah, she built this uh, building in in the fifties, I believe, and had the chickens in here for a while. Nice. And opened the bookstore um, in the original building across the lawn, which was at one time a hog pen. <laughs> she never had she never had hogs, but at one point it was a hog pen. Right. Um, and uh, so the book started in there, and then a few years in, she got rid of the chickens and got more books and filled this place. And do you know why? Uh, why she? What what change came over her to not do a working farm? Uh, well, she just did chickens. She wasn't a full working farm. Um, you know, I think she just got tired of it because <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of work. I mean, she was a, a, a single woman most of the time. Right. Uh, uh, a lesbian woman before it was okay to even say you were oh, a yeah. lesbian 
woman and uh so she had various partners that would cycle through but uh she was single most of the time so she from what i gather from reading her her essays and her memoir or diary stuff pretty much she left for us uh in in a box in the house which is that's incredible yeah uh she uh you know she had this romantic idea of being a farmer right but but then you know figured out it's a lot of work to do by yourself so she was also doing uh publishing work for um she wrote she wrote some articles um and yeah she did some newspaper work have to look at her files again but um yes she ran uh somebody um came in that she knew and and asked her to help open a bookstore at skidmore okay because they had the campus bookstore but they wanted more of a comfortable you know kind of regular bookstore where students could hang out and read and yeah right yes novels (laughs) and 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 whatnot um instead of just textbooks so right um so she opened that bookstore and ran that for a few years um, and I think around the time that that closed for whatever reason, probably yeah. funding and yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. politics or something, uh, that's when she expanded out here um, and made this her, her livelihood. And then she gave a lot of talks around the area about book collecting and hmm. um, stuff like that. Yeah, there are some essays to, and articles that she, uh, I guess, op-ed, whatever, stuff right. that she, she wrote that was published uh, about the the uh, hobby of or whatever the passion for for uh, collecting sets of books and and uh, yeah antiquarian stuff and you know yeah I don't know it, it it's it's interesting you know that she's she was out promoting the idea of collecting like yeah nancy drew sets for young people like right like get into it and get obsessive about owning every so she was an investor yeah 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 Yeah. so i don't know find that interesting that must have been the heyday of rare books though right sort of the mid-century mid-20th century um yeah i mean it's you know the internet changed everything and we're we're complete novices we Honestly, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> well, this is why this is why I'm kind of excited to talk yeah. to both of you because you know, I like, you know, Edie Brown, 40 years in the game, right? Like a lot of wisdom, but I'm kind of more curious to hear about how you folks have found it completely new. Like, oh, I guess okay. So this will just lead to a general question of why did you do this? <laughs> you come from LA, you go 3,000 miles and uh, buy a hundred acres out here in Washington County and start a bookstore. Why? Well, thankfully, we didn't have to start a bookstore. Or not start, actually, yeah. That would be even crazier than (laughs) moving out here to run a bookstore in a barn. Um, Yeah, I don't know. A a whim, basically. I haven't thought about it. I haven't told anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a... We get asked this question every day. We do. We do. Every customer pretty much comes in and goes, what are you doing here? What are you doing? The grocery store is like, you know... So you just moved, you moved here from LA. Why would you move here? Why? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a fair question. I, I'm, I'm very glad, but I am curious. Um, y- yeah, I mean, we, uh, the, 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 the real reason is, uh, is that we wanted, I mean, to, to sum it up, is to, we wanted an, a new life. We wanted, we wanted 
a simpler life in ways. And uh, so we we saw this property and we're like, yeah, we can wait. We can just we can live in a you know a two hundred year old farmhouse and sell books out of a barn. Mm-hmm. That sounds great, you know. And there's a hundred acre property where our daughter can go run around and yeah get ticks. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, get her first bout of Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it yeah sounds sounds great. Um, yeah, there are other reasons, right? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I I we hadn't been thinking about leaving LA or moving, right? You know, even through the pandemic, we you know we did all right and we maintained our sanity and everything. <laughs> um, but you know, I stumbled on the listing for the for the place on really? Facebook. Yes completely random and i and i sent it to him you know it was kind of a joke and it's like oh huh we could go do this thing and he was like well (laughs) i don't know let's look into it and and we kind of just kept following the following the whim yeah um and you know a year later from when we saw the the listing here we are (laughs) i mean look there's there's a lot to be said for planning but sometimes it's just a hindrance in some ways you know like i i lived in new york city for 15 years and pandemic got me back back here you know big big lifestyle change i've had a few people who've done who've done that yeah who were in new york city and now they're back in this area well yeah I, i mean there were a lot of as we started thinking about this um there were a lot of strange things that kind of started pointing us this way. I I told my best friend from high school about this, and she said, oh, my best friend from college grew up there. Mm. And I think she took me to that bookstore. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and turns out, you know, that she did, and she, you know, had been coming here f- since she was a, a kid, and she had recently moved to Glens Falls from the city, and nice. so she, you know, was able to kind of tell us about the area, and and she came. Yes, she came and and took a video tour of the house for us, cool. which was helpful because the the realtor selling that property didn't know how to use take her a phone. And tell oh my gosh. So. <laughs> She sent photos, but she said, yeah, I can't take a I, video. I'm not that savvy. So, um, yeah, it was helpful to have kind of a, you know, a l- bit of a lifeline out here to yeah. introduce us to the area and, and reassure us like, oh, there's <laughs> there's young people, there's young families around here. Yes. And if you come here, you'll have a, you know, a built in network if you want it. And so that was helpful. And yeah, it just we couldn't stop thinking about it once we started thinking about it. And that felt like, OK, we got to do this this is a once in a lifetime (laughs) thing truly (laughs) you know i was i was actually it never really got to a serious point but i was uh also thinking of buying this this place (laughs) i'm not even joking you're not you're not the only person i was just discussing this with her last night Uh, you know there have been multiple people yeah that come in and say well we didn't want this place to go under so we we, you know, we asked our daughter to 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 buy it, or we right. asked somebody, or or we th- we seriously thought about buying it, but um, yeah, no no one was crazy enough to to actually do it except for us. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah, like I, it feels incredible. Like if you can swing it, a uh, hundred acres is that's a huge amount of territory. I don't know, and and then uh, you had right, you had to buy the inventory as part of the overall price but that basically was in place for you yeah 
Yeah, I mean, part of what made this work was that we were fortunate to have a house in LA, mm-hmm. and the market was so insane that yeah, financially it helped m- this make sense for us. Um, yeah, we bought the the inventory was separate, but you know it was all here. It was right. So um, we we've bought a bunch since we've gotten here, but um, yeah, it was all kind of set up. We just. As Edie said, you just open the doors and. <laughs> yeah, what was Edie's kind of uh, wisdom parting words for you guys? She leave any caveats or any just sort of life hacks maybe for you guys or something? Um, <laughs> you know, she she you know walked us through stuff, but it's it's been kind of just as we go. We're like, wait, how I does see. this work? How do we do this? She's like, oh yeah, well you do that, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Um, she, I mean, she's been wonderfully helpful, but it's, you know, there's no handbook. Right. Yeah. So she's just free to call at any point. Is that kind of what she's doing for you guys? She's been great. Yeah. And we've gone on book buys with her and, you know, she helped us kind of figure that out. Um, but she's also trying to, trying to give us distance, you know, to figure it out for ourselves. And cause when, when she and Hank bought the place, um, Barbara moved literally up the road. Oh. Um, so, so hanging out. Yeah. One house yeah. away. Which is like, you know, a mile away. But, but <laughs> still, you know, she's yeah. literally up the road, which was helpful for them, I think. But, um, and I don't know how much Barbara hovered, but Edie told us, she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to hover. You got to ask me to hover. <laughs> no helicopter parenting. <laughs> exactly. For, yeah. Exactly. What does a book buy entail? Um, creepy person's house or no okay no. <laughs> okay no, go, do tell go, going to that going to the house where someone has died and and some estate shot, sales a big one some some older children a ch- yeah a child of the of the deceased is is trying to get rid of all of the the books in, in the you know the basement or the garage or whatever it is it's like american pickers but just yeah. books yes, right like you're right. just like looking for the gold essentially yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a little different in that we're, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know American pictures, but it's, it's, we're, we do want to take some bulk, like we'll, we'll take stuff that we can, we general fiction that we can Mm -hmm. sell in, in the store. But so, you know, we often make a, a, you know, an offer to the, to the seller, um, just for the, you know, the, the lot of what, what is there, how many boxes, how, whatever, how many books, you know, whatever we, we average whatever price we ma- we make for each book and, you know, and each book gets that. But then when we take them home, yeah, we're looking, we're looking through them and we're like, oh, we find those gems that are like, yes. well, this is worth a lot more than the, the 50 cents we paid for it. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so. What uh what resources do you use to check the like actual value for Uh we we use Abe mostly. Abe books is great. Yeah. yeah. Um you know if if I can't find it on there there's biblio.com mm-hmm. and Adol is another one that comes like every it comes Amazon and eBay and Abe and okay. all other stuff. Um that one's a little clunkier but I'll I'll admit I found some steals in this store. I bet a couple times we have found a few <laughs> things that were severely underpriced. Yeah, um, we've repriced a few things, but the, yeah, yeah, that's yes. There's a lot that hasn't been repriced in ten, twenty, 
30, yeah. 40, 50 years. <laughs> I mean, we have books that Barbara priced that yeah. nobody's bought or touched, you know, since. Huh. Um, so that's always interesting. Is there a crown jewel in this store right now? Um, well, the most valuable thing that we know of. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're uh, sorry. We'll get to that later. We'll get but to the yeah. yeah. No, the vinyl is oh, it's a whole other world. But yeah, I think the most valuable thing that we are aware of, because there's a lot that we don't even know that we have, um, is a Sherman Alexie chapbook. Oh, cool. That we got in just a whole batch of poetry wow. from somebody. Yeah. Um, that's I think his second chapbook, if I remember, and that's like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. So. Now that we're in the rare a, book territory. Yeah. Which is funny. The poetry has been an interesting thing because e poetry was not Edie's thing. Mm -hmm. um, so she, you know, a lot of that was underpriced. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, this this looks like a stapled, you know, piece of two pieces of paper, you know. And she's right. like, $1.50. And I'm like, but this is so-and-so. <laughs> like, this is actually yeah. so much more. Like it's a so hand-stapled chapbook. Exactly. From, yeah. Exactly. So um, with the small level of expertise in poetry that i have i've you know dug into that section but mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that's definitely something we've we've learned ab about Edie, and and it, that it's good that she's giving us the space to kind of figure out our own thing is that she she sold a lot what, what she thought would sell mm -hmm. you know uh it must have sold for years she knew her customers and but but yes but we want to attract new customers so we have to follow what we're interested in you know the, the passions that we have you know in, with regard to what literature and you know um and the vinyl records and the things that uh we're interested in and and sell that and uh, yeah so she loves poetry and she's discovering oh this stuff is underpriced and we're you know uh, we can sell it and we have been selling it and a lot of the stuff that Edie said that you know she we would sell a lot of we are selling a lot of it but we're also selling you know other things that she had put in the other book barn which was far as it's farther away underrated barn yeah, yeah right yeah that yeah. one yeah yeah and it's just it's it's covered in dust and the animals live in there and everything so so we we started pulling stuff out of there and putting it you know cleaning it up and putting it in in uh, other rooms in, in in this this the main bookstore and and it turns out they'll sell if you just put them in yeah. a place where there's light and people can see them. So, and this so place, I don't know if you know, it is nationally recognized. Is it? <laughs> I know. It, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't feel financially <laughs> or as though it were, <laughs> but like for people like myself and I guess our listeners and just people like people that are on A books all the time and making meccas out to different spots around the country to go specifically to bookstores, this is known. This is a known place. Yeah, some people know about it. Edie did do really good business on, on Abe. We haven't gotten set up online yet, but she, I mean, you know, she, she's modest about it, but she, you know, yeah. people in town that we know are like, oh yeah, I'd see her every day at the post office with a trunk full of boxes of books right. and, you know, she's raking it in. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it reminds me of like the wine business, how a lot of wine yeah. stores now also conduct most of their business online somehow. Oh really? I yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, she I mean, to her credit, her and Hank, you know, they jumped on the Internet, you know, Quick. pretty early on because 
they realized that it was changing the business and yeah, good for them. They had to adapt and and they did and they survived and yeah, because you know, as uh, I was saying, I was going to say before, like that, you know, we're total novices, but we're learning about this business right. and the history of this business and and that was, you know, the internet was the great equalizer for everything, and you know, in terms of rare books, it's only as rare as you know so many people know about it and with the internet many more people can find a book yes you know yeah before that it was like you know you go into a bookshop and they'll tell you yeah oh yes there this is very rare this is like this much you're getting car salesmen right but then it but then with the internet it turns out oh there's hundreds of copies of this thing around the world it just you know it's like carfax now right (laughs) you know now you know Well, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. You guys were talking about you guys literally have no prior engagement with having even tangentially knew I've someone who ran a bookstore. A book before you've never even read a book. No. That's crazy. <laughs> and you teach literature, right? <laughs> How do you do it? It's almost impressive. It's, uh, all, it's all books on t- audio, audio books. Yeah. No, I just, I just listen to books. Well, have you seen my one of my favorite <laughs> movies is uh, called Metropolitan. I, I can't remember who it's by. But like the, there's a quote from one of the main characters. They're all like snotty New York metropolitanites mm-hmm. going to like parties, and they're all like 19. And he's like talking about uh, Jane Eyre with some girl, <laughs> and uh, she's like arguing with him about what he was been saying, sort of in a critical vein. And she's like, "Did you? What are you talking about? I think it actually means this. Like, oh, I haven't read the the book. I just <laughs> I have a list of critics who I really like, and I just read that, and then I can just reference those opinions without having to think." So you, you were sort of referencing Edie's own take on the business and what to stock. One of the questions actually from one of our listeners, have to shout it out, was like, um, I don't know if you have a, like a robust answer for this yet, but like, what did Edie prioritize? You said, you mentioned like poetry and whatnot, but like, how do you, na- how are you going to potentially navigate shelf space and uh, the kind of deal with the devil of like, popular literature to th- some things that you might think are more like worthwhile and and keeping that within the i don't know sort of vision of this spot c- moving forward that has been part of our education is you know we have our certain tastes and you know we're kind of snobs um, good but <laughs> elitism you know, in this realm is my favorite yeah. yeah i was i was joking with the with a librarian friend about Maeve Binchy. I'm like, who is that? She's like, I think my grandmother read her. I think she's Irish and you know Yeah. And, you know, we got a lot of her books on the shelf. Maeve. And I was like, who's this lady with these giant books taking up my taking up my <laughs> bookshelf space? No, we're gonna make room for whatever that TikTok person is that you guys were discussing There's a TikTok person? Oh, there was a yeah Colleen Hoover? Yeah, Colleen Hoover. Colleen Hoover, yeah. The queen of book talk or Actually, whatever. the person who asked this question yeah. referenced specifically Colleen Hoover. Yeah. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Colleen Hoover and like obviously like James Patterson. And, yeah, and those, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the mysteries and that stuff, We do, yeah, we do have some James Patterson. The mysteries, like I I was familiar enough from like my parents, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's enough advertising for all those that we knew that. So it's like, that's easy enough to you gotta cover, wean people into Sim- george simonon <laughs> Fro- that's the that's the gateway drug i found to like literally like he- heavier literature just use a drug <laughs> metaphor for some reason but uh yeah get them off of lee child and go to george yeah simonon. yeah um but yeah i mean it's yeah you gotta stock what people want to buy and and you know it's i mean 
I have found that, you know, people buy that. So people bought Jody Picot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Debbie McComer is another one. Yeah. We, your grandma bought a Debbie McComer book. Really? I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> uh, but... The parents have to come in, grandparents have to come in and start supporting right first. So yeah. Like, You're doing so good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, you know, pe- and then people buy, you know, the classic stuff and the, yeah. you know, so... It's it seems like a fair balance. We're not, you know we're figuring it out and and it depends on what comes up when we're out buying too. Cause right. If that stuff is not you know out there for us to to get, then you know it's not for it's sale. Not going to go on the shelf. But what are your guys's? Um, I won't ask you the full like on like top. What's your favorite book question? <laughs> but I guess more broadly, like what are the things you are reading? currently and what do you hope to like you said poetry which is great i feel like we're in a poetry intensive month right now uh sydney challenged me and herself to read a book of poetry every day for the month uh, for every day of august yeah it's the seely challenge the seely challenge yes nicole seely is a poet okay and, and created this challenge a few years ago i guess um, as a way f- to get herself to read more poetry and then shared it with everyone. Because, you know, most poetry books are short enough to read I was in about a day to say. if you <laughs> have the time, if you don't have a four-year-old in a it's, business to read. Poetry is, is not the way to read poetry, but there we are. Like, you know, it's like a quarter to midnight, and I'm like, I, I'm going to fall asleep, and I have to finish this yeah. Ferlinghetti book right now. <laughs> Just, I love the idea of just busting through Ferlinghetti. Like, oh God, I'm on assignment. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking like you can't be doing like John Berryman or like, uh, yeah, you know, just somebody, some modernist yeah. giant. You know, there are some some you know you can bend the rules a little bit that as people have suggested on online lists. Like you can you know if you're reading a collected <laughs> works, you know you can read just the selections from a certain book or whatever, and then. You know, go on to the next one. All right, or folks. Do a chat book. So, Seely Challenge. Yeah, it's out there, just so everyone's aware. Here, <laughs> can I ask favorite poet then for both of you, even if it's just vibing right now? Um, my all-time favorite is probably Yusuf Komanyaka. Okay. Um, and Anne Carson is another one. Mm. I wouldn't say she's my favorite, but I, yeah, she's up there. You gotta say say one for yourself. I was a poetry major, so I'm. Oh, I see. Poetry snob. It's a burning hole in the in the <laughs> Spinecrackers as a brand entity. It's a burning hole in our uh, sort of like literary edu- education that we're trying to fix, and we find that a lot of people kind of don't read a lot of poetry, even if they're really into fiction and stuff like heavy fiction. So it's just interesting, and I'm glad that you guys are like into poetry. You're like trying to like expand that a little bit because yeah i feel like it's the more i don't know this might be a spicy take but it it feels like the more important form of the written word in some ways to me that's a person that's a personal opinion i think i agree i agree with you but i feel uh, but then i i've taught english classes Mm. for the last 10 years um some at the, you know at a, an advanced level, so m- mostly at a remedial sort of level in in, okay. in, in first year college classes, right? So, yeah. Um, I don't teach poetry or Shakespeare in right. those classes, um, 
I want to. I you know I I, I appreciate <laughs> that stuff. I I appreciate fiction. I don't teach a lot of fiction because I just I just want the students to be interested in the in the subject and to want to read. Okay, so getting people to read is is you know and and maybe at least find it somewhat pleasurable or interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Um, to to you know turn off the phone and and all the distractions and sit and read and enjoy reading something, um, you know that that's that's really hard to do. <laughs> And when when you put poetry in some front of some people, it just it's over. It's over. It's yeah, like this is this is like looking at some sort of mathematical equation for me, right? When I look at a right, when I look at a say a I don't know what like you know chemistry textbook or a or a I don't know mathematics yeah you know, advanced mathematics. I, I'm like right my, eyes my, glaze. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just yeah, um, yeah. I shut down. Or, or no, yeah, like when people start talking economics, which <laughs> I, there, you know, I love like say Freakonomics and stuff that's like that that comes from different angles and uses economics. But it's like when you start talking about, um, I don't know, the markets and stuff, I just my I, my eyes glaze over. Yeah, and, and which is, which is why I'm selling books out of a barn instead of right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Investing <laughs> in something exactly, <laughs> yeah, something more. Profitable. Too much market literacy. I'm telling you, it's also it's a brain disease. It's not. It's not going to help you with uh, the the yeah. more. I don't know. Like, in the bigger picture, a good thing to do. Yeah. I suppose you're not. You're not a uh, homo economicus, as they would say. A, per- a perfectly rational actor in a marketplace. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no rationality <laughs> here at all. Oh. Oh no, boy. the coffee's down. Good thing we have concrete floors. Yeah, just let it soak yeah. in. It's character. There's paper towels in the cabinet. Where? Before it gets to the in the cabinet right there. Oh. Hurry, it's going towards <laughs> the old carpet. It's tr- it's moving like the. <laughs> oh, we're not. We're just gonna do a live. <laughs> we're gonna shout cast the coffee's movements. <laughs> it's like the Quicksilver thing in uh, the movie Sphere. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn, I'm alienating the guests. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, no, that's not, <laughs> not what this not is about. It. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask if you, like, did you mean like that you, all that's left, it seemed to me in that equation you were just sort of mentioning was nonfiction, like essays. Wait, this is another thing we were just talking about yesterday, actually. We we don't have a separate, like, essays or general nonfiction Ooh, section. you gotta, yeah, that's good. Um, I think because we don't have a ton of those collections like you know we've got like zadie smith's collection is just next to her fiction in our right. fiction section um, which is how edie did it that's why it's like that but um something we're thinking about but yeah you know it's i don't know i like the good essay collection i think it's like a really readable but not I don't know. You feel like you're getting the best of both worlds. Like you're getting like a sort of the profound condensed thoughts of people, you know, and then also you can get through in like little chunks and you feel right. like you've accomplished something. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I, I teach a lot of that, like personal essays um, and memoir. Uh, yeah. The, the the class that I was teaching when the, when the world ended, uh-huh. the pandemic <laughs> was, was uh, a, um, like an advanced, high school like i was in in conjunction with the college i was teaching at i was i was teaching at a high school in downtown los angeles uh 
memoir mm. to to uh, it wasn't it wasn't just seniors it was like sophomores juniors and seniors mixed in this class I was t- teaching memoir and I'm like oh my god what how could you write memoir like what are you gonna what what can I teach you um but it was it was a challenge and then it went online halfway uh-huh. through the semester became even more challenging <laughs> yeah but but then the whole but the whole situation of of being in the pandemic where everything had locked down closed down and mm. and life had changed completely i was like right about that everybody and yeah and, suddenly and, everyone has and, some... and everyone had this place to kind of dump all their you know their their feelings and stuff and uh and express themselves so it was great that was great anyway this is not related to anything other than other than that i i think i think memoir is uh is isn't or essay personal essay writing is is uh is an, an important uh, genre and you know we should have a section for it well i think it is related there. in the sense that like if you're teaching younger people to read essentially and to find what would be interesting in sitting down and being quiet and paying attention to something for a stretch of time they might not be used to i think that directly relates to running a bookstore, right? Like you must, it's a little bit of like human psychology maybe, but um, you know, I, I presumably the, the same project is kind of innately in this business too, right? To a degree as part of it. It's like getting, you want younger new customers you're saying to sort of come in and. Yes. And this is, this is why maybe this is a good time to talk about the vinyl because yeah. um, it, it seems that younger people, you know, won't buy, you know, books. They won't buy. They won't spend twenty dollars on a on a graphic novel. Well, a certain a certain type of. Oh, person. I would. Yeah, I'm sure you would. But um, but they will spend whatever on a twenty to thirty forty bucks on 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 vinyl records. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I we we thought since I'm I'm also a musician and and I, I am a collector of of vinyl, um. That 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 would be that would be good for the business because we had some records here we had classical records for sale uh, and I know this is not a podcast about records so we won't go. <laughs> no, this is there. a little bit but, right but, now about but, podcast yeah, about but, your store. But but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm just seeing them as as a way to keep the bookstore going is 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 to have is to attract more younger people. Um, yeah, you know because. I don't. I, fi- I find that people come up here. There is there is someone who is not interested in books mm-hmm. with someone who is interested with books. Yeah. If they can, you know, if I can give them a few other things to look at. True. They'll stay here and and maybe buy some books. I think the uh, um, the cassette. Yeah, the cassette. The cassette market is actually an underrepresented one. I'm not even kidding. I. <laughs> so I worked in the music industry for ten years. Oh shit! Really? And, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bleep that. Cool. Um, and when I, during my time there, suddenly, you know, we, s- vinyl started coming back. So we were, yeah. I was a, a graphic designer, so we were making, you know, vinyl packaging and everything. And then suddenly we were making cassette packaging. Yeah. And it was like, what, what are we doing here? What is going on? Nostalgia is powerful. It's I just know. very powerful. I don't know where you find a cassette player, uh-huh. but, uh, <laughs> but apparently, apparently people are into cassettes which is strange because they sound like garbage but they sound better than garbage no they they sound better <laughs> they sound better uh, than the, the stream than, than the stream than than the streaming 
digital stuff that you get on you know on your phone the compression wars yes yeah yeah Yeah. so um i think it's a good move i mean i always regarded vinyl to probably be a look into the future of of (laughs) unfortunately maybe books a little bit too more like fetish art objects for a lot of people than just some natural part of their life you know it's like uh yeah i mean that when as a a former designer <laughs> um that was that was part of it was like okay you know you're the art was getting smaller and smaller right you know you're down to a tiny thumbnail on your phone or whatever and part of vinyl is that it's a big beautiful you know product. yeah fold you outs know, it folds and yeah out and you get you know you can do a poster in there and all that stuff it is part of it is the the art object you know aside from how you know it does tend to sound better but I always yeah. said the last um, the last bastion of kind of good commercial outsider art is beer bottles and cans. Ooh. It's the last place you see like I see like crazy like the Ralph Steadman kind of oh, like you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is good. My one of my personal bugaboos is the current state of book design. Mm. Do you agree that it's bad right now, or do you have a more measured take than me? Um. That's such a broad question. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, like I was saying, like we've been learning about all these authors that we as, as book snobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) know about. Um, I, when I got started in design, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like book design was starting to kind of come back as an exciting thing. Mm. Um, At that time, I feel like there were, you know, there were a lot of book design blogs and there was cool stuff going on and, um you know so that was fun and then i feel like it got very samey yeah you know there were formulas for what looked good and and it just kind of so there's stuff that looks good but it all looks the same i don't know but i'm also not as up on it um what's coming out now honestly as i was before when i was a young person (laughs) there is something about old books though yeah that's all i can say let me check the time here guys because i know i don't want to like oh this is perfect okay so i guess um i was gonna ask a sort of final question if you have any burning thoughts that either of you want to get out or any um plugs you want to make or anything and just Um, a message to the people even you know just something rousing like a spartacus speech or something i'm sure you've said it before on this podcast but support your local independent bookstores um not just the ones out in the middle of nowhere in barns <laughs> uh, but yeah the ones that, that carry the new books pay a little more for for your books um yeah uh, keep these businesses going because uh i don't know they've been they've been important they were important to me uh, as a kid i mean this is why uh, this is why i thought this was a great idea to be to come out here and sell books out of a barn because I remember going to bookstores and going to libraries and and enjoying being there. We were right. just talking about the library <laughs> yesterday. Yeah support, yeah, support your libraries. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, do you have anything to add? No, I think that's I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, libraries well guys, are great too. You know, you don't have to buy the book. It's okay. It's true. It's totally fine. You, no one, people don't have to be weird pack rats like me and a lot of people I know. <laughs> yeah, where it's exactly. like they want to live in a canyon of books. Yeah. Um, the store is at 166 Riddle Road. Yep. In Greenwich. There you go. 
uh, New York. So if you're around uh, or even even like five hours away, come drive, <laughs> check it out. It's and a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful time of year to come and check it out. It's a nice journey. And uh, I guess my final question, again, vaguely for both of you, is just like, what are you kind of, what are you kind of hoping happens? What's like the best case scenario for this place and for you guys out here? The Dendum. Do you think you'll turn a profit in this store? <laughs> we actually, that is that is very exciting. We just just in the last week or two realized that we, from what we've invested from the beginning of taking this on, we're from here on out, it's profit. Very, we're that's be great. Rich. That's huge. We're gonna be totally rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. You guys are going to be changed. You're going to be driving your Porsches into this driveway. We're going to be taking over the world. We'll be opening yeah, various stores across the country. Um, watch out, Amazon. We're coming for you. Oh, damn. That's a Bezos gauntlet throw. You're going to get his podcast You don't canceled. want that. You better be careful. <laughs> no, it's good. The man's insane. Um, <laughs> he must be stopped. Uh, no, it's just, you know, we want to keep this institution going. We're, you know... We feel a responsibility taking this on and and we want to we don't want to ruin it <laughs> you know we don't want to change it too much from what people have loved about it but we want to you know bring it into the next phase and i don't know do new generations to come up here to the middle of nowhere on this dirt road and and uh walk around on our property mm-hmm just and random people just you've never seen. <laughs> yeah. Your daughter's we playing want, yeah, outside. Right. Yeah, They're just yeah. there, yeah. So we want. No, we, no, really, we do. We do. Uh, we want new families to come in and, you know, bring their kids to the children's section and, and then wander about uh, looking at the various stacks of dusty old books we have here. Yeah. My only guess is that if you play into hipster elitism, that will serve you well. <laughs> and uh, especially if you're on, like, instagram and whatnot because a lot i know a lot of like booktube people on youtube that's kind of where we reside and then um books to grammars right yeah. it's it's all kind of cringe and like gross to <laughs> to think about but like just from a numbers game it seems to work if you can take very hashtag aesthetic photos that's, of books and stuff yeah that's what we're trying to do yeah we're, so we're maybe slightly <laughs> too old to fully know what we're doing on social media but oh i doubt but that we, you guys uh, are good we, you know tiktok is a whole world that we haven't yeah. gotten into i don't understand how but that yeah, would the video aspect of tiktok is a little bit much for me but the but it seems to be all going that way Insta right instagram and facebook have changed their formats so it's all it's all that now so we have better figure that out soon but uh but yeah we can take some pictures of, of books we're, we're pretty good at yeah they do you got a beautiful <laughs> property so it'd be easy you know yeah um <laughs> yeah i don't that final thought seems a little commercial <laughs> and kind of sad <laughs> but no uh really exciting for you guys to have taken this on i it sounds like a huge risk i i'm very happy to see that this business is going to keep going on i will myself be here shopping for sure so well good we look forward to seeing you again yeah <laughs> bring your friends if, you know, we'll give you like 15 minutes now if you want to wander around and buy something. May I? For, yeah, go ahead. I will do that. All right. All right. Well, we're going to end this then so I can go but do then that. we're closing up. You got to report back on what you buy, though. You I will. I have, I have some books for you, you as well if you're interested. I don't oh, know. I actually okay. know if you do donations. We it, love donations. This wasn't meant to be like me unloading, <laughs> like 
crap on you. I, I think they're say, actually we like donations. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll let you know if you, if you're interested in any of them, you can please right. take them because I want to <laughs> contribute somehow. But yeah, continue the cycle. Books in and out. That's right. Um, all right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I don't know. Just buy. Buy.